This book of the law, come on, let me hear you. This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but I will meditate therein day and night. I will observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then my way shall be prosperous, and then I will have good success. Tell somebody I'm getting ready to be blessed again. You may take your seats. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. From that time, 17th verse, Matthew 4, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The purpose of this message that we've been sharing over the last few weeks is to connect us to the present move of God. Again, the purpose of this message really is to connect us to the present move of God. Mentioned to you that there is a move of God that is taking place in this time, in this hour. And it is important for the body of Christ to keep up. Tell somebody, keep up. It's nothing like having people with you when you're on your way somewhere and they're lagging way behind. Amen. Tell somebody else, keep up. There is a move of God taking place. We've already established that God really, in essence, the overall picture is that God has completed everything that he's going to do. He's completed everything he's going to do. But God's wisdom is such that he has, in history, in human history, he has established dispensations whereby certain things happen at certain times in history. Are you with me so far? Even though he's finished everything, that everything that he's finished has certain times of release. So talked about that there are seven dispensations. Also mentioned that the church has experienced different moves of God. Different things have occurred. Different awakenings have happened. Different movements have happened. And the, the alert that I want to put out there to the church is that whenever God has released revelation to the church or to the body of Christ, we have to really, really be careful, especially this generation now. We have to be careful that we don't use the revelation to single a body or a person or a group out because they are special or better than the rest of the body. Are you here? Let me just make it personal. Just because you get a revelation and someone else doesn't have a revelation on a certain thing, it doesn't make you above the other people. That was too good right there. <clears throat> so let me come down. Because there you may have a certain revelation or a certain thing that, that happens for you, God shows you something. It doesn't mean that you become better than the rest of the Christians. 
It just simply means that God is showing you something for one or two reasons that you need to do something in your life or engage in something in your life. Or he begins to reveal to you that there's something about to happen and, and, and be presented to the body of Christ. And the only thing that you're responsible for is releasing that doesn't make you better. But you ought to release it because what should happen when God brings revelation to the body of Christ, there should be an embrace and cause the body to grow. Cause the body to grow. Okay? Not you singly above everybody else. Amen. God has never positioned any of us to be in a place where he has promoted us to look down on other people. So... In ha- what has happened in the body of Christ, there have been awakenings and revelations, the prayer movement and the, the, the holiness movement and the Pentecostal movement and, and the likes of the John Smiths and, and the, the William Seymours and others who have been a part of the John Wesleys and others who have been a part of the growth of the body of Christ. It didn't give them any, any cornering of the market in the body. It just exposed the church to revelation for movement purposes. Not to establish, and y'all please forgive me, but please understand me in the context that I'm sharing, but not to establish some particular doctrine that causes you to be opposed against the rest of the body. Amen. Amen. So y'all, you all hear me when I do things here, when we were serving and sharing in <coughs> Lord's Supper or communion, you know, I'll say in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. So I try to catch us all. I try to catch the Lutherans with that. I try to catch the Pentecostals with that, of of the different sects of the Pentecostal, the Church of God, Church of God in Christ, the Pentecostal symbols of the world. I try to catch us all. Okay, because we have all kinds from all places. Catch the Baptists, all of us in here. Okay, because what we're not trying to do is foster some separate belief system. All we want is the word of God. That's all I want. Amen. And so when denominations can be good and can be healthy, if it is misunderstood, it can cause separatism in the body of Christ. Amen. So we talked about how God is on the move. Tell your neighbor, God is on the move. What we don't want to do, based upon the scripture now, Matthew chapter 3, looking at verses 1 and 2, we see now John the Baptist coming on the scene. It's a New Testament scripture. It is in the Gospels, the first gospel, Matthew. We see now, (coughs) of Matthew's account, we see John the Baptist coming on the scene, the Bible says, and he begins now to uh, declare, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He makes it clear beyond verse number two that he is not the one, but there is one that's coming after him. He simply is one who's crying out in the wilderness and he's preparing the way. Are you all here? Preparing the way. Now he's preparing the way. Why? Because something new is about to occur. And the something really is the someone. And that is Jesus. Is about to come. Then we find out now that Je- <coughs> that Jesus approaches John. He gets baptized. Heaven's open, and God speaks. This is my beloved son. He affirms Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit gets involved in the equation now, so that Jesus can be fully prepared and fully equipped for ministry, and leads him 
into the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy. It is there that he is tested. What is being tested, Pastor? His character is being tested in the wilderness. Anytime you're being tested, I want you to associate character with that. From the word character is the word proven. It is the word proven. When you're dealing with character, if you study it out, you will find proven in there. Because what character says is that I have been proven or approved for something. So he's being tested. And he, his character is anchored. He is a man who is established in the word of God. And as Jesus is established in the word of God, that means the enemy could not find a way to cause him to relent or give in. Jesus, therefore, sets a precedence for the body of Christ. Follow me, y'all. Because we're not supposed to give in to the enemy. But the way I'm, I'm going to be able to stand against the enemy is I must have the word in me. Come on, y'all. I got to have the word in me. If I have the word in me, I now have what I need to push back the devil. No matter what opportunity he presents to me, no matter what he offers me, I push him back. No matter how good it looks, because the enemy will offer you stuff based upon your needs. Based upon your needs, he'll begin to offer you stuff. Amen. He said, well, I do, I do kind of need that. I, 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 I couldn't do a little help over in that area right there. I am feeling a little bad today. You know what I mean? I'm kind of down and out in New York City, and it is a rainy night in Georgia right now. I am going through something right now, and that would help me out a whole lot. Yeah, amen. That would help me out a whole lot. I can use that little, little shot of Ciroc right there. That'll help me out, make me feel better. Those of you that don't know what it is, don't even worry about it. Everybody else who making some noise know what I'm talking about. Okay. Somebody offer you something under the table illegal because you need some money. You're going to go ahead and do it because you need some. The enemy will offer you stuff. And if you don't have the word in you and you're not principally driven, you will accept. The offers of the enemy. Jesus says, man shall not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. My body is subject to me right now. My stomach is subject to me right now. I'm not going to give in to your little attempt to make me use my power to turn the stones into bread. That's all right. I already know who I am. I can turn them if I wanted to. Takes him up to the pinnacle and shows him the world. I'll give you all of that. No, he told no. Jump down first. Let the angels catch you. Okay. The devil tried to misappropriate the word of God. Jesus had to rightly divide it. Come on, y'all. Then he showed them the kingdoms of the world. So I'll give you all of this if you bow down and worship me. He, he said, no, no, no. I only worship my father. Him only am I going to serve. He whipped the enemy. Demonstrated he had the word in him. A man of character. And the Bible said the devil left him for a season. Then the angels came and ministered to him. Jesus leaves from there. He starts in his ministry. 
He gets word about John the Baptist, of the persecution that John the Baptist goes through. And now Jesus picks up where John the Baptist left off. John the Baptist began to declare and say, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, I'm not the one that's coming, no. And his voice was really an echo. Well, Jesus was the embodiment of the echo. He shows up. And then Jesus says, repent. He begins to preach and urge them, repent, because change has come. Are y'all with me? He said, the old order, the old dispensation of law is moving. It is gone away. The new dispensation is being introduced of grace. Everybody say, new dispensation here. If there's a new dispensation, then we must... Be a people who move from the old into the new. But they could not be made perfect through that system. That's what Hebrews says in chapter 11. They could not be perfect through that system. In other words, the old system, the old order, the old rules and regs of the law were no longer. They, they, they were no longer uh, a system that could bring perfection. Watch this. The law had to be changed. Jesus came then. He didn't take and rewrite the law. He just fulfilled it. And instead of us now having to look to, to, to rules and regs, now we look to Jesus. Jesus is now the one that we follow. If I follow Jesus, the law is already complete. How could you say that, Hodge? Because he completed it. So vicariously through Jesus Christ, I've completed it too. Can y'all handle that? I have through Jesus Christ been made perfect. Follow me now. Because what we, when I said that, many of you looked at how frail you are as human beings. I didn't even put you in the equation really yet. I said we look to Jesus now. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a... New creature, come on. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So now when we are born again, guess what? We are new creatures. Watch this. We are recreated. In other words, we are not who we were. If you look at the image of the caterpillar becoming a butterfly, that deals with the mind changing. We understand that. But when you are regenerated spiritually, you are also changed. You are not the same creature that you were. I am a different creature. I am a different creation now. I'm born again. Oh, don't be fooled by my outward shell. Don't look at my outward shell. Don't be tricked by that. Okay? I'm a new man on the inside because I am not my shell. Hello? I am not my shell. I didn't say Michelle. I'm not my shell. Okay? You are not the cover. When I look at you, I see that which represents you in the earth. If that shell is removed, the real you lives on the inside. Are you all here? Okay. So now, let me finish up here. Everybody say repent. Because that's the key word. That's the operative word in our passage here. Everybody say repent. 
Say it again. Repent. Repent. Say it one more time. Repent. Repent. Repenting is a radical, radix, it's a radical revolution that takes place in your mind. It is a change of thinking, but it's a change of the order of your thinking. It is a change of your ways. It is not, as you heard me say, it is not a mistake you make and then say, I'm sorry. That's not repenting. Repenting is an absolute change and turn from a certain way, a certain order. It's turning from that. Everybody say repent. Repent comes from the word metanoia. It talks about a radical change. But I like to say it like this. It means that what happens is in an old order, I used to accommodate issue, accommodate my fallen uh, man, my sin. But now, once I'm born again, I repent. Watch this. The moment I repent is when I hate sin. I hate sin. Everybody say, hate sin. Come on, say, I have to hate sin. Say it again. Say, I have to hate sin. We are never to accommodate it. We must hate it. Just because sin exists doesn't mean I have to accommodate it. I must hate it. It is my hatred of sin now, my abhorrence of sin. It is my turning from sin that makes me now victorious. Watch this. The Bible says that, okay, go there, go there, follow me. Um, Go to uh, where I want you to go. Yeah, go to. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 1. Ephesians 2 and verse number 1. Pull it up for me. Watch this. And you have he quickened or made alive who were, you see that? Past tense, who were Dead in what? Trespasses and sins. Now, Jesus made us alive, but before he made us alive, we were dead, come on, in our trespasses and our sins. Trespassing is breaking the law. Sin is missing the mark. So, sin has a way of causing death to come. It produces death for the wages or the payment for sin is death. Sin is missing the mark, but the penalty for sin comes down to death. Are you here with me? So now, here's what happens, and you got to follow me on this. Before I was born again... I was dead in my trespasses and sins. I was dead in my trespasses and sin. I was dead in them. Okay? I was dead in them. In. Everybody say in. I was dead in my trespasses and sin. Which simply means that before Christ came into my life, 
the law showed me how bad I was, how, how, how far I'd fallen, the errors I make. The law showed me, couldn't help me, but it showed me. Right? Now, it couldn't help me, so then what sin did was use the law as an opportunity. Sin could do nothing with you because it had no opportunity before the law. Okay, I need y'all to get with me here. I need everybody here. Everybody still here? Sin could do nothing with you because there was no opportunity. But the moment the law came in, the law gave sin an opportunity. How can you say that, Hodge? That which is holy... That which is holy, the standard of God, that which is holy, was presented to me. Because I was out of order and didn't know it. So the holy law of God came on the scene, showed me how out of order my life was. But it fell short of helping me get my life in order. And because it didn't have that component attached to it, sin saw an opportunity. Sin saw it as an opportunity. He took something holy. Sin, I gave him a personality. Took something holy and said because it can go no further... But display and show you, it said, I will now take advantage of what the law could not do. Are y'all here? And so sin comes in now, taking advantage. Because now I'm conscious and knowledgeable about how wrong I am. But I can't do nothing about it. I got the, I can't help it. So there is a want to move away from the sin and mess it up all the time. But I can't because I don't have the power to do it. And so sin says, I know you don't have the power. You are now servant to me. Sin put the crown on its head and said, I am now king. I reign over you. rule over you now. Whatever I say do, you do it. You can't fix it. You'll do right for a minute, but you can't fix it. So now I know how bad I am and can't do anything about it. Yes, a master. Yes, a master. Yes, that's when I take advantage of people. That's when I hurt people. That's when I abuse myself and let others abuse me too. And I like it. I like being abused because my spirit doesn't have a voice in my life yet. So my spirit can't check anything that comes my way. And so my soul approves all of the stuff. My mind likes that. My emotions like that feel real good right about there. Need a little more. Can I have some more? So I'm living by my senses now. And it feels all right with me. Hallelujah. 
not knowing that my ignorance, because I am blinded, I am darkened in my mind, I am darkened in my spirit, I can't see, I am dead spiritually, I am easily deceived. Easily deceived. So when I'm reasoning with my mind, reasoning with my body, without the aid of my spirit, then any natural thing will make sense to me. I gravitate towards ill. And then I think I'm good and right because I see my kingdom growing. But we're dead. What am I dead from? I'm dead from spiritual life. The who who I really am is dead. I'm spiritually dead. I am not alive. I am a walking zombie. You hear me? I'm walking and I'm walking around, but I am a zombie. I am Franken, okay. Frankenstein, or the son of. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, just existing. Aimlessly. That's why we gotta shift this place. Watch this now. Time could no longer accommodate the law. God released his son at the right time. Come on, y'all. And when his son showed up, there had to be an announcement that a change has come. God was ready to turn it around, and he sent Jesus. And some of us don't even recognize turnaround has already showed up. We don't even realize that change has already taken place. We're still living in the old stuff, but change has already, come on, landed on our street, parked in front of our yard. Right now, change is out there. But many of us won't go outside and open it up and accept the change that God has delivered. Oh, my God. And so we're highly educated in dysfunction. Tell somebody, I used to be dead. Oh. Put it, put it back up, put it back up, put it back up. Ephesians 2. I used to be dead. In, in trespasses and sin. Cause that's what sin does. I used to be dead in it. In it. Oh, my God. Now, watch this. When I am born again, once I give my heart to Jesus, the new order comes in. The law now has been completed in Christ. 
And we no longer have to look to the law, but we look to Jesus now. Now that I'm born, I accept Jesus Christ into my heart. When I accept him, I accept every bit of who he is. Somebody shout out right where you are who he is. No, no, no. What is it? Gee, he, huh? Sustainer, Lord, Redeemer, Healer, Deliverer, Savior, Provider, Refuge, Peace, Joy, Teacher. Watch this now. All of who counselor, all of who he is lives in me now. Can you get that? All once I accept Jesus Christ, I didn't accept just his arm. I accepted all of who he is in me now. So now I got Jesus Brown living on the inside of me. So once he comes in me, reverse takes over. Change takes over. Reformation takes over. Revival takes place. When he comes into me, I used to be dead in sin. But now in Christ, I come alive. Because he has quickened me. He has made me alive. He brought my spirit, which was dead. He brought it alive. Now I am alive now. I'm really living now, not just merely existing. I am alive now. Who I really am has just woke up. And so no longer, watch this, am I in my sins and trespasses. How can you say that, Hodge? I don't have time, but in Romans chapter 5. Six and seven and eight begins to describe my liberality that was brought to me in Christ Jesus. It shares with me that, watch this, when Christ died, he defeated sin. He did, I'm not going to finish today, I thought I was. That he finished, he finished sin. He defeated sin and sin was over. The, watch this now. The effects of sin, Lord help me through here. The power of sin no longer has dominion over him. And if it don't have dominion over him, that means I'm in Christ. It don't have dominion over me. We have taken the crown off of sin and we have thrown it away. Jesus defeated sin. Are y'all here? He defeated, he dethroned sin. Which means now, the assignment that sin had is no longer in effect. Lord have mercy. On me, a believer. You might have to sit and catch this now. Because those of you trying, some of you trying to catch it in your head. What sin was able to do through the law without Christ in my life, it was able to bring death and in my life. 
controlled me. Without a choice, without an option. But the day I accepted Jesus, I have also accepted Jesus' life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And when he defeated death, he defeated sin, he defeated the curse, he defeated hell, he defeated the grave, guess what? I have that same power living and residing inside of me. So no longer am I dead in my sins. I am now alive in Christ or in Grace. grace grace is not just an empowerment but grace is Jesus alright so now the effects that sin had on me before I was saved is, is, I don't have those same it cannot impact me the same way Are y'all here? Because now in Christ, guess what? I have been freed from the guilt of sin and the penalty of sin. Can y'all hear me? When sin is finished in an unbeliever, it brings forth death. In a believer, sin does not have a chance to finish because it was already finished. So sin can't produce, Lord, help me in here. It cannot produce the death that leads me to damnation and hell. Come on, y'all. And the lake of fire. It can't do that anymore. The guilt of sin is gone. Tell your neighbor, the guilt of sin. Is gone in the life of a believer. Read your Bible. Do you believe Jesus or not? Now, as a believer, I don't have those consequences anymore. So now, as a believer, when sin tries to show up, If I allow sin that is already defeated to show up, that simply means that as a believer, I have given sin permission now to do its work on me, which now says, watch this now, it now says that it can't bring me to hell, but it will take the quality of my, my, my Christian life away. Because sin has corrosive power. So sin still ain't no good. It just can't do what it could do when I wasn't a believer. But now it takes the quality of my life away when I continue in it. Are you all here? I'm alive, I'm awake now in Christ Jesus. 
So when sin presents itself to me and I choose it for a moment, watch this now. Gee, it has to deal with the Christ that's in me. Be why? Because I hate sin. I hate sin. I said I hate sin. Just because you did it don't mean you like it. You hate it. Sin is missing the mark. But it does have an effect. Are y'all here? It just takes the quality of my life away, Jody. My victory, it can be lost. When I find myself involved. Now, some of y'all right here in controversy on what I'm saying right now. But you'll be all right. If you don't want to take my word for it, read Romans 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Read it. 5 through 8 and then pick up on 9. You hear them talk about Israel and all of them. But you just pick it up. No, seriously. Trying to get folks free. That's why our past stays in our present. Because we're accommodating it and we're excusing it. I'm only human. Forget all of that. You're in Christ. In your humanity, you just simply live out your Christianity. Amen. You're now a vessel whereby Jesus can live his life through. I'm only human. Throw it away. That's an excuse. That's dead. That system is old. It don't work no more. They don't make parts for it. Oh, God. They don't make parts for that system any longer. That system is done away with. Hey, but there ain't no parts for that one. You can't find it online. (laughs) Ain't no parts for that old system any longer, y'all. It's old. It's done. It's antiquated. It's no longer relevant anymore. The Lord is on the move. He's calling his church to perfection. He's calling his church higher. Oh, I feel like preaching right about now. He's calling his church to its rightful place in the world. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, we are a kingdom-minded church. I said this once, I've said it uh, several times. You got to flip it on the enemy. If sin would choose to show up, it is the ignorance of sin that shows up in a believer's life. Because sin 
touching a believer has to deal with the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Here's a picture for you. Here's an image and I got to go. Here's an image. When Jesus was on the boat and he went to the other side, when he got out and stepped on land, the Bible says he was met by man who had made his dwelling in the caves, in the tombs, and the man from Gadara, and he came, and he came and worshiped Jesus, full of the devil, four to 6,000 demons in him, legion living on the inside of him. And all of those demons had enough sense to recognize who just stepped off the boat. Every demon that was in that man, possessing that man, knew who that man was that stepped off of the boat. It wasn't Jesus. It wasn't Jeremiah. It wasn't Moses. Come on, y'all. It wasn't J.B., John the Baptist. It was Jesus. Every demon in that man recognized the man who stepped on land and came down and fell down and worshipped him. And then begged them. Don't cast us out now. It's before time. Don't do it now. Can I go somewhere else? Get the image. Get the image. That's the same image that sin has to show up when it shows up in a believer's life. You think sin don't know what Jesus did already? Jesus took sin and kicked sins behind. I'm sorry. Sin has a permanent mark. And when sin shows up in a believer's life, it's just like them demons in that man. Everybody say click, click, because you probably didn't see it like that. We're so busy trying not to make a mistake, not even, not even realizing we're in Christ and Christ got this. When you hate, listen, when you are born again and you repent, man, you hate sin, which means you're on the side of Jesus. You with him. He my man. I'm stuck to Jesus. Hooked up at the hip, man. I'm with Jesus. He's my man. He can't do it. Nobody. Hooked up with Jesus. I'm with Jesus. I hate sin. Sin want to come up. Present something to me. And watch this. He can only present something to me based upon an old system. He'll take something that they don't make no more and make you think they still make it. When you go in the catalog, they don't make it no more. 
Come on. Discontinued. Don't make that brand anymore. It's done away with, but you don't know that. Let me cop a little bit of that. You don't even know it's done away. You don't even know that's left over. And when sin thinks it's tricking you, it's really being tricked. Because it don't have the same right it used to. Come on, y'all. It'll make your life a little miserable for a couple of days and you'll have to deal with the repercussions of what you have done because of sin. But I want you to know, sin in the presence of the Lord gets burnt up. Tell somebody, I know I'm saved. Y'all playing. Come on, say, I know I'm saved. Y'all stop playing. Say, I know I'm saved. Because sin tries to come and separate you from who you are. Trying to separate you from your God. That's what sin does. It separates. It's trying to come and separate you from your God. But tell the devil, I know who I am. Tell sin, I know who I am. I may have had a moment of insanity, but I got my head straight again. I'm all right right now. I done got it together right now. I had a moment of crazy, but I'm back. I had a moment of stupid, but I'm back right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a dumb, dumb spirit that tried to jump on me. But just like that prodigal boy, the prodigal son in the pig pen. He was having a dumb, dumb moment. He had forgot about who he was. His daddy told him who he was from Jump Street, but he forgot who he was for a moment. He had a dumb, dumb experience. He was insane. Stuff got in his way and started blocking him. He forgot for a second. But who he was was still inside of him. And God allowed it to run its course. And then at the appropriate time, hallelujah, 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 the boy got tired of doing stuff he ain't had no business doing. He got tired of being people he never was ever made to be. He got tired of starving when there was food at his father's. Y'all better cut it out here. How can you remember if you wasn't once was? Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. And the dumb, dumb spirit that was on him realized that it has run its course. He said, I will arise and go back to my father's house. Tell your neighbor it's time to get up. Tell him it's time to shift. Because I know who I am. Hallelujah. Dumb, dumb got to leave. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Before I knew Christ, when dirt got on me, it stained me. 
But when I came to know Christ, dirt got on me and there's no stains. Dirt may get on you, but it can't stain you. Do I have a church anywhere in this room? All I'm trying to say is I'm under renovation. This thing getting fixed that was broke. And watch this. Anytime you renovate something, renovation is simply remodeling or restoring back to brand new again. You can't renovate something, oh my God, if you don't have an image of what it's supposed to be. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I will arise. In fact, I'm rising up right now. I'm getting up right now. This is crazy what I've been in. This is stupid what I've been doing. You ain't got to whip me. I whip myself. I get up myself. Because sin no longer has dominion. I the boss now. Hey, Brown, I'm back in the shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand, 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 stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Josh, give me some chords. Just give me some chords. Just play with, yeah, 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 yeah. Tap into what you feel in here. Glory to God. May the anointing be upon you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give God a praise right there. Say, I'm rising right now. I'm getting this whole thing remodeled. I'm getting all of this fixed right up in here. I'm becoming what I know I am. There's an image. Lord, don't start me to go there. There's an image that live on the inside of me. Thank you, Jesus. I hate the devil. I hate sin. Come on, y'all. Just as an act of your faith, just turn 45 degrees in angle. Just turn. Just turn. Hallelujah. My point, we can turn 180. We can do that. That just means about face. My point is I needed to get you to turn from the way you were going. So if you turn 45, you're no longer in that direction. That's all repenting is. I don't got to work. I just got to turn. 
I ain't got to walk people across the street four times today. And then tomorrow, I got to walk uh, uh, folks across the street five times tomorrow. I don't got to do something good in the next day. I ain't got to do none of that stuff. Jesus fixed it and paid for it all. All I got to do now is... Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. My Baptocostal will come out right there. You think God didn't know what he was talking about? He said, if my people, 714, second crown, who are called by my name would humble themselves and seek my face and... He said, I don't mind you praying. I don't mind you talking to me. I don't mind you seeking me. But you got to turn to. It's hard to go in two directions at the same time. Come on, turn again. Come on, turn. Get used to that new direction. Look at it. Examine it. Watch this. Watch this. Speak in that direction. You start seeing miracles happen. Hallelujah. 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 Because many times you don't have to move your spot. Just move your direction. Ain't nothing flowing over here. Nothing coming down this channel right here. But my God, everything I need is down this corridor right here. Come on, one more time. Shift it and turn it. Now say something in that direction. Just say something in it. Go fishing in that direction. Jesus told them you're fishing on the wrong side of the boat. Just change positions. Now go fishing over there on that side. I feel a tugging, y'all. I feel, oh yeah, I feel a tugging. <clears throat> Reel that thing in. Everything God has for you is in the direction that he created for you. Come on, lift those hands. Lift, 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 lift. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Next week, choir, I want to hear Rebuild Me. I want to hear that song, Rebuild Me, next week. Thank you, Jesus. I got to find me a hard hat. I'm coming in here with my stuff on next week. My tool belt. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I need a ladder because there's some stuff I got to get up to. Ain't no need to fix all down here and my my, my top is all jacked up. I got to get everything. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the renovation and remodeling process that we're in. Old system don't work anymore. Out of order. Antiquated. Not working. No parts available. New system, new order. New dispensation, grace, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm the way, he says, the truth and the life. New way, new way, the truth, life, real life. Thank you, Jesus. No man comes to the Father, he says, except for me. Thank you for access, Lord Jesus, into this new and living way. Thank you now. We're choosing to repent. We get it. There is an urgency. There's a cry that's out there. We still hear a little bit of the echo, but we know Jesus has shown it to us. Still urging. Still preaching. Still pleading. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Change for the earth has come. Thank you, Lord. We hear the bulldozers coming in. We hear the trucks with supplies coming. The earth is experiencing change and renovation. Thank you, Lord. We see them. We're ready for them. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we just bless you for what you're doing in our lives, in our minds, and in our hearts. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name.